This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Welcome to the AWLS podcast series, Advanced Wilderness Life Support. I am Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah School of Medicine. We're always happy to have you here and learning from our podcast series. Well, let's talk about your hike. Uh, you're about to go out. You're thinking that you're going to go with your friends or your family to altitude. But you know how to put on sunscreen. And you don't know why, except that you know you don't want to get burnt. And uh, you know it's going to be bright. So what you look for is sunscreen that you've always have used in the past. Something on your shelf or in your drawer. It works, and you have some left in the bottle from the last time you hiked. You put it on your face, your ears, your nose, your neck, and anywhere that you know is going to be exposed to the sun. You don't want to get a sunburn, and off you go. Sunscreen is an essential part of skin care for anyone going into the outdoors, even if just for a few minutes. But what is interesting about this scenario is that even though people know to put sunscreen on their skin, few people know what it does, what's in it, and how it works. There's not so much a lot of myths, but there's just a lot of lack of knowledge about sunscreens. And the truth be told, medical professionals and don't know much about the very important compound either. So let's learn about sunscreens. And it all begins with physics. It all begins with an understanding of ultraviolet radiation. This is from a broader spectrum of what we call electromagnetic radiation. This all comes from the sun. It travels in a wave like in a matter of little packets of energy called photons. It is these photons that affect our skin. Most electromagnetic radiation is not harmful to us. For example, visible light like the red, green, and blue light you see is lower in energy and poses no threat to our skin. However, as the wavelength of electromagnetic radiation becomes smaller, the photons become much more energetic. We start getting worried as light uh, turns into ultraviolet radiation. X-rays and gamma rays are next, and these can be very harmful and are harmful because of the high energy of the photons. Fortunately for us, X-rays and gamma rays are stopped way up in the Earth's atmosphere. Some, but not all, of ultraviolet light is stopped in the atmosphere. Now let's talk about what kind. There is uh, UVA, UVB, and UVC. Ultraviolet radiation is usually divided into those. UVA rays have the longest wavelengths, meaning they have the lowest energy. This is followed by UVB and finally UVC rays, which have the shortest wavelengths, which is the highest energy. While UVA and UVB are transmitted through the atmosphere, all UVC and some UVB rays are also absorbed by the ozone layer. But both UVA and UVB can cause damage to the skin. Sunburn is a sign of short-term overexposure, while premature aging and skin cancers are a side effect of prolonged ultraviolet exposure. By far the biggest two problems from ultraviolet radiation are sunburn and skin cancer. 
The basic rule is we always need to protect our skin when we are in the outside. So what do sunscreens do in relation to ultraviolet radiation? To start with, we'll talk about how sunscreens work, and to understand that, we have to know the types of sunscreens. There are two. There are what we call physical sunscreens, and the other is chemical sunscreens. Both physical and chemical sunscreens mostly work by absorbing the ultraviolet radiation and the energy they have and converting it to heat. These sunscreens have electrons orbiting the nucleus of the atoms in them that get to be very excited and jump to higher energy levels when exposed to ultraviolet radiation. Then, when these electrons fall back down to their original energy levels, they release their energy mostly as heat. Physical sunscreens scatter and reflect a small amount of ultraviolet radiation, somewhere around 10%, so they give a little extra protection. But the main way that the chemical and the physical sunscreens work is by converting ultraviolet radiation to heat. So then it comes to a question of what is in sunscreens. And uh, there are only two FDA-approved physical ingredients for physical sunscreens. These are titanium dioxide and zinc dioxide. Some of the compounds that are found in chemical sunscreens have some issues. Avobenzone is the most used UVA chemical filter found in chemical sunscreens. It's very effective at it, but this ingredient is unstable, meaning it quickly degrades in energy from the sun, so frequent applications is essential. Octanoxate is a compound that minimizes DNA photo damage as it absorbs UVB rays from the sun. This chemical filter is absorbed rapidly into the skin and is a known endocrine disruptor that can also affect thyroid function, something to think about. Octisolate uh, helps absorb UVB rays, but not UVA rays. It is also a penetration enhancer. This means that it increases the amount of other ingredients that pass into your skin. So if a chemical sunscreen contains hazardous ingredients, they are more likely to pass into the skin when octisolate is present in the formula. Oxybenzone uh, is probably the most uh, uh, damaging uh, compound that's in a sunscreen, and it's being taken out of many uh, sunscreens. Uh, it, it, but despite it, it still remains one of the most common chemicals found in sunscreen. It absorbs both UVB and UVA rays, but it increases the body's production of free radicals after sun exposure. It's been in, implicated as a hormone disruptor and may affect the production of estrogen in the body. Many, as I said, uh, sunscreens are dropping this compound. Uh, octocrylene is a UV filter which absorbs both UVA and UVB, but like, but like oxobenzone, <clears throat> it also increases the production of free radicals after being exposed to the skin. Anyway, so um, uh, when you look for uh, these chemical uh, sunscreens, you need to investigate and see which compounds are in there, and they're trying to make these as safe as possible. There are two rating systems to evaluate how strong sunscreens are. The first is one that is not familiar to most people. It's only found in some sunscreens in some countries. This is called the PA grading system. This was established in Japan originally and is meant to inform users of the level of protection from UVA rays. 
The PA rating system was adapted from the what's called the persistent pigment uh, darkening method. This test uses UVA radiation, not UVB, but UVA, uh, to cause a persistent tanning of the skin. Uh, the, uh, the PPD is a, it was tested on a variety of people, all exposed to UV light, UVA light. Uh, researchers then compared the results between unprotected and protected skin. In theory, a sunscreen with a PPD rating of 10 should allow an individual to handle 10 times as much UVA exposure. And that's the rating. Currently, there's only a couple of countries using those, the UVA rating. Japan, United Kingdom, Germany, United States, and Australia. So they grade it this way. PA plus means your sunscreen or cosmetic provides some protection against UVA. PA++ provides moderate protection. PA++ offers the best protection of the three. Uh, recent advancements have seen the introduction of PA++++ production in certain countries. The more popular one tests UVB, and this is called the SPF or the sun protection factor. Uh, this measurement indicates how well and for how long your sunscreen will protect uh, and uh, keep your skin uh, safe from the sun's UVB light. If going without sunscreen allows 100 photons of radiation into your skin, using an SPF factor of 15 sunscreen offers 93% protection from the sun's rays so that only 7 of those photons would be able to penetrate your skin. That protection is improved by using SPF 30 sunscreen which protects against 97% of the sun rays, so only three photons would protect your skin. SPF, SPF is a measure of how much ultraviolet radiation is required to produce sunburn on unprotected skin relative to the amount of solar energy that is required to produce sunburn on unprotected skin. As the SPF value increases, sunburn protection increases. So if a Measure, uh, it is a measure of uh, erythema, really. Uh, if you burn in 10 minutes and use an SPF of 20, you will burn in 200 minutes. A person with very fair skin should wear at least an SPF of 30 anytime they head outdoors, whether they're spending 15 minutes or two hours exposed to the sun's rays. In contrast, a person with very dark skin is very likely to burn and may require, uh, 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 and is, I'm sorry, it's less likely to burn and may require only an SPF 15 to protect their skin for up to four hours. Reapplication is the only way to keep your skin uh, consistently protected, whether uh, you're spending an hour or four hours in the sun. Higher SPF doesn't necessarily provide all that much more added protection. Going from an SPF 15, which screens 93% of the UVB rays, to a 30, which screens out 97%, does make sense, however. Uh, what tends to happen, though, is that users confuse the higher SPF with how long sunscreens last on your skin. A higher SPF uh, or zinc oxide content needs to be reapplied at the same intervals as you would for a lower SPF option sunscreen. This, in turn, creates a big disconnect with how effective the higher percentage of products are since they get incorrectly applied and cannot shield you the way they should. Lately, they have learned and created what are called broad-spectrum sunscreens. 
This refers to sunscreens that protect the skin from both UVA and UVB rays. And remember, UVC is stopped in the atmosphere. Even with a higher SPF, if a sunscreen isn't broad spectrum, you won't be protected from all UVA rays. The current FDA uh, SPF numbering system only identifies the amount of UV protection a sunscreen product provides, not the amount of UVA protection. For sunscreen to be labeled as, bod, uh, you know, as a broad spectrum, the FDA requires sunscreen products to go through a battery of tests to prove that they protect from all UVA and UVB rays. It's important to protect both types of UVA because they damage your skin differently. Think of it this way. Uh, UVB has a B for burning. Uh, this, these rays cause sunburn, aging, and potentially skin cancer. UVA has an A in it. That stands for aging. These rays cause wrinkles, potentially skin cancer, although less than UVB. After repeated exposure, this becomes a problem. UVA rate makes up more than 90% of all UV radiation and penetrates clouds and glass year-round. Broad-spectrum sunscreens include combination of ingredients that protect both types of rays. Keep an eye out for a combination of zinc oxide, octinoacetate, octisalate, and titanium uh, dioxide. Different combination of these ingredients will protect against both UVA and UVB rays for full protection. Now comes a great question. Do sunscreens prevent sin, uh, skin cancer? When used as directed, sunscreens are proven to decrease, not prevent, the risk of skin cancers and skin precancers. Regular daily use of SPF 15 sunscreens can reduce your risk of developing squamous cell carcinoma by about 40%, and lower the melanoma risk by 50%. There's a danger in assuming that putting on sunscreen is by itself enough to protect you against cancer. Many studies have demonstrated that individuals who use sunscreens tend to stay out in the sun longer and thus actually increase their risk of cancer. Sunscreens need to be applied, but they need to be a part of a broader and more complete system for preventing skin from developing skin cancer. You should use uh, sunscreens, but you should also cover up when appropriately and you need to uh, keep reapplying uh, sunscreens if they are to be effective. So one, use sunscreens even if it's cloudy. Two, apply at least one ounce of sunscreen at least 15 to 30 minutes before going outside. Three, use a lip balm that contains sunscreen. Four, choose a broad spectrum sunscreen that protects against both UVA and UVB radiation. Five, reapply sunscreen every two hours. Six, keep babies younger than six months old completely covered and in the shade. Sunscreens are not appropriate for children under six months. Seven, you should limit the time you're in the sun between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. This is when the sun's rays are the most intense. Eight, if possible, wear a long-sleeved shirt and long pants. And fi finally, number nine, accessorize with a hat that shades your face, neck, and ears, and a pair of sunglasses. Sunscreens are important. 
while they do have some problems, they are the very effective way at protecting our skin, particularly when used as an overall, uh, used within an overall plan for protecting our skin against sunburn, aging, and cancers. This ends this uh, podcast on sunscreens, and as always, we thank you for listening. Thank you.